All right, how are we doing today? You guys can hear me? Good, perfect. So we're talking about my favorite topic today, consults and specifically overcoming objections. And I'm gonna give people just a second to join and get going and whatnot. Um, but one of the things that I see happen when I bring up the topic of consults is people directly, like we end up splitting our time halfway between creating consults and the actual process of a consult and overcoming objections. So today I really want to just focus on the overcoming objection part. So it's really constrained, really focused, and we don't split our attention so we can dive in really deep to get you guys to the point where you're really able to master the art of overcoming a consult, okay? Or overcoming an objection on a consult. One of the biggest things that I see, and I'm gonna do a little bit of like a workshop in the beginning and then we'll coach, but I see people make a couple mistakes. So one big mistake that I see is that they don't understand why they're saying what they're saying when they're asking questions during the overcoming objection portion of a consult. So we're going to create a lot of awareness today, and I'm going to give you guys some homework as well of things that I want you to do so you're really clear on exactly what you'll say next time and why you're saying everything, okay? another problem that I see with people when they evaluate, they don't get specific enough about what they would have needed to have done differently when overcoming an objection. So we want to make sure you're identifying, like spend the time, this overcoming objection work is a bit tedious, but you will, this is what Stacy means when she says you want to make sure that you're getting whatever the price of your offer is out of every evaluation. I was also thinking about this last night and I want to make sure that people who are doing group who aren't doing consults anymore are also able to get a lot of value out of this. So the exercise that I wanted to start with was just us identifying together, what are the objections that you face? And I think the best place to start is like Stacy teaches in 2K for 2K that there are three main objections, money, time, and status. And I'm gonna talk about that more in a second, but I want you to start to make a list of the specific objections you get and the words your clients give them to you, okay? And you guys can unmute if you want to throw some things at me, but I want to make a comprehensive list for everyone. So my clients, um, I had some re-up conversations with my clients and I got this objection from a few of them. I, I think I need time to integrate what I've learned in the first six months of us working together. I love that. And it was a new objection, Olivia. So it was just like perfect timing. So I was like, I definitely need to unpack that one. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So like the really common ones are. Um, I have to talk to my husband. Okay. Have to talk to husband. Now, I love the objection, husband objection, because it's complex. And really, there's two things going on here. It's either a hidden money objection or it's a status objection. And for those who aren't familiar with what a status objection means, it just means that your husband thinks that you're a loser for working with a life coach or he thinks that it's really stupid and that it's unnecessary, or like I have one client, her dad thinks coaching's really stupid 
And that was really hard for her to overcome that like her parents, she had talked to her parents about it and she was investing what she considers a significant amount of money. And that like someone just has a negative opinion of it. It's her money. She gets to do with what with it, how she wants, but so you want to make sure. And like, as we talk about what's your specific overcoming objection process, you've got to figure out on the call, which one are you dealing with? Okay. Olivia. So, yeah. I have one for the husband too. And I did this personally on a console a while back. And that was, I wanted to talk with my husband. So if I failed, he like okayed my failure. So I wasn't sure. owning my own responsibility. So maybe I, maybe that fits in the status thing, but. I think it fits in both because it's like, well, why would you need your husband? So this is another great example. People don't ask enough questions on in the overcoming objections portion of a consult. So it's like, why would that matter to you? And if like you have this framework, you're going to understand where objections lead and why people have them after this call. So you might, a lot of times my clients are going to have the vocabulary or the ability to articulate why, but I know a couple different reasons. So I'll present them with reasons and then I let them choose. I don't tell them why because that introduces conflict. So that's another huge mistake that I see people making on their consults is that they're telling people things rather than asking questions and letting the client opt in, right? And we'll walk through some examples of that, but like she might care that her husband co-signed the failure so she doesn't have to feel guilty about spending money or quote unquote wasting money. Or she wants her husband to co-sign failure so that she doesn't feel stupid or that he doesn't feel that she made a stupid decision. And, you know, here you go again, failing at something. So who's to say what it is, but you want to ask the question to find out, to understand what the underlying reason is. Okay. It also like in the context of this, the substantive objections, the underlying objections are always their lack of belief in you coaching or themselves. And then I also think there's a fourth category that I've created just based on my conversations. Um, they feel selfish and or irresponsible or like guilty. Olivia, if I may um, add to that, because I recently had a consult where the, the person, I mean, thanks to, by the way, your amazing coaching from 2K, I got her see that it's not about time, it's not about money, it's not about anything else but belief. And we came to that, and then she realized that she didn't really believe me that I could help her get there. And I think my stumbling block was then, oh, I don't know what we're doing now. Yeah. If if you don't believe me, then obviously it's I mean, I think this is where I struggle to move past it to say whatever the next instead of like just getting out of the conversation. This is how I felt. So it would be great if you could talk to that portion. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's what that's exactly what I mean by people don't know where to go next. Like they don't know what to do with the information they receive or how to maneuver, like this is sort of a flow chart. I've got a really flow charty brain. And I like to be thinking of like, we're getting to a decision. 
where they know and like their reasons. At the very, very least, the goal is for you to get them to a decision where they know their reasons. They might not like their reasons, but we're, they're going to know the actual honest reason that they don't move forward. So the goal of a consult is not to get a yes. The goal of a consult is not to convince. The goal of a consult is not for you to make money, even though there are amazing ways for you to make money. The goal of a consult is get, to get the client to know and like their real reasons for whatever decision they make. Okay. And I, I think that's a beautiful example of like, I got this information and she lacked belief in me. And now what? So many people on consults hit that point and they're like, shit, now what, where do I go from here? So we're going to clear that up today. So you got husband objection, money objections, and you're going to hear these in, in a couple different ways. You're going to hear, I don't have it, or I need to check. Or like, I have X expenses coming up, so right. I <laughs> Such a good one, yeah. Um, I... Coming up. I don't want to be locked in. I just heard that recently. I was able to coach through. Yay! Amazing. <laughs> want to be locked in. I have been, I have been money, with oh. money objections. It's hard for me to uncover. Like they might say they don't have it, but like I coach from finance and we talk about their numbers. So they might, they have literally just told me that they have the money and I can see where it would come from. And then they're like, I don't have it. So I, I think the, it's hard for me sometimes to get to what is their actual objection around the money when they are saying they don't have it or they need to check. Yeah. So we're definitely going to dive into that during this call. One of the things that I want you to start to think about is like, your my guess is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like, are you telling them yes, you do? No. Because <laughs> yeah. you're like, I would die if I said that. Like, that's super uncomfortable. But like, they do have it. So part of this exercise today is going to be, if you have listened to my podcast episode on Stacy's podcast, or if you've heard me teach some of these calls before, I'm a huge person. Um, that I'm a person that focuses a ton on discomfort avoidance. So the feelings that you have to feel, like I always say, get, you got to gag and go through the discomfort. So there's two people gagging and going in this situation. You having to gag and go through saying all the uncomfortable things you don't want to say. So we're going to make a list of all the feelings you don't want to feel on consult and clear that up so that you're able to operate what in what I think is a place of integrity because your clients are not moving forward with you because of how they're forced to feel if they move forward. Yeah. So both parties have to gag and go through their discomfort. You're just going to lead by example and say the really gross, uncomfortable stuff first. Okay. Love it. I'm ready. So good. Um, Olivia, 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 I have one. Okay. I go just, ahead, yeah. Thank you. Um, you know, people who are so, so, uh, bought in and it sounds amazing it sounds wonderful sounds perfect and then you give the price and then it's oh i don't have that uh, uh, that's just i don't have it it's just not in our budget and you see that energy drop it's not 
in my budget, which is different than this other money objection, right? Because it's like they might have it. It's just not in their budget. That's probably true. Like, so what? <laughs> right? And we're. I just want to get these out and then we'll figure out how they tie into the um, underlying objections. But it's not in my budget. Um, what else did I write I was going to give you one, Olivia. Go Let's ahead. Um, I get a lot. Oh, okay. Let me go now check with my boss. Let me go check and Love see. It. So they've signed up. It's one-on-one. -on -one. It's just them and me. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to go check with my boss and my org now. Yeah. And I would add just to that, Neha, is um, I need to check my calendar. Oh, or... it's my favorite one. Paige, <laughs> my favorite one. It's the most ridiculous. It's like well, you're on your phone talking to me. Because I was like... I was not alleviating it. I was like, oh, uh -huh, okay. <laughs> um, and then uh, I got this recently, which I struggled with this one, which is I got to check with God. So it's like check with boss, husband, calendar, God. Um, so there you go. Yeah, that's so good. Olivia, Olivia I one that, um, I, that I've worked through, but... It, it, it's an objection, but disguised as a yes. Mm -hmm. So it's a yes, I'm in. And then they get off the phone and then something. They either like ghost or then they come up with something. So it's actually an objection, but you have to find it. Yeah. I normally think that that objection existed on the call. Yeah. And, and you didn't find it. Correct. Yeah. Right? But it presents at first as like a yes. Yes. Yeah. And I know that there are people in this group that I've talked to about this before, but like you have to pay attention to your excited energy. Yep. Excited is one of my least favorite feelings, especially in sales conversations. Energized is fine, but excited gets you missing stuff like that. Like there yep. was I've learned a lot from that. And yeah. but I just thought I'd so add good. it because it is one that's actually yep. like a hidden objection, but presents as a yes. Mm -hmm. Um um, Olivia, Olivia, can I add Kimberly? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we're all trying to jump in. I wanted to add one. Um, so like if my price is increased, mm -hmm. right. And then oh. we have a conversation. They were like, oh, well, I was expecting the same price that I paid. Like right. that's what they had planned for, or that's what they had in their mind is like the value because mm -hmm. they've decided on that value before. And now you're giving them a new number. Yeah, I was expecting same price. Who else has one? Under I the uh, husband objection. Under the husband objection, I was just adding, there's always kind of this like, oh, well, we have a decision. We make decisions together. So we've decided ahead Got of it. time that this is how we operate. Who else? I've got one for you, Olivia. Uh, on my last, this is Sarah. Um, the last consult call, she just said, I just want to think about it. Okay. I just want to think about it. That's super common. I have uh, one I'd like fine. to share. Um, whenever someone, can you hear me? Yep. Go ahead. Okay. Says, like, oh yeah, I definitely want to do it. I'm just going to get some money together in like a couple months and then we'll do it. Yeah. Integrate. 
Yeah, mine's tied into that, Olivia. Just I get people saying, I'll wait till I pass my probation period. I'll wait till I get my yeah. pay rise promotion. Similar. Yes. So it's, it's not the right time, right? And then another one is they don't have the time. Those are different. I just had a client tell me, um, I know I'll have the money once tax season comes and I get my refund. Yes. I have one where my clients don't want to go through my entire process. Like they want me to help them with a very specific part of money. Like they're like, oh, just help me with my debt payoff plan. But I'm like, that's not what I do. I actually take you through in an, a holistic money process. Yep. And I recently had a consult where we left it where she was like, okay, well, let me think about it. But her thing was she just wanted help with debt. And I was trying to sell her on why that wasn't going to solve her problems. Yeah. Yeah. So the objection is like, I don't need your whole program. Yeah. Right. And like, I get that not necessarily with problems that I solve, but like people are always like, I just need three months. I'm like, that's adorable. No, you don't. But people will say that or like, oh, I don't need every week. I need like every other week or like once a month. Yeah. And then that's the reason that they don't buy. Right. So like, that's a great point. Um, okay. I have one one. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, a client reached out to me and asked what I would recommend to her if I would recommend to continue the program. So I don't exactly know what the objection is because there may be several and it was written. So I just wrote back questions and I didn't hear back from her. Yeah. But that was really interesting just to give away the responsibility for the decision. Totally. And I think like, if you decide that it's not a problem, one of the things that I realized, like I just did a, my first group and people at the end of my live event were like, we should like do a reunion. I'm like the reunions in six months when you all pay me more money. is like what I was thinking in my head. And when you all do this whole process over again, just like we do in 200 K. And I was like, Oh, like you, the reunion is another round of this. And they're like, Oh, do we like do it more than once? And they don't know that stuff. So seeing like where someone is, it might not be a problem that they're outsourcing responsibility. They might just not know what the proper process is and they're seeking guidance from you. And if you're so sold, like, and Stacy does this when we answer the questions in the beginning of the advanced selling live or the demand formula workbook, I think with how many rounds do your people need to go through with you in order to get the result or you know, how long should someone, will it take them to get the result for working with you? So if you're clear on that, you're like, oh yeah, you should definitely continue on. And then they're like, oh, great. I wanted to, but I didn't know if you hated working with people more than once. A lot of my clients ask me that. They're like, yeah. is that something people do? I now yeah. include that in my consult. So I speak to it ahead of time where people ask me like, what does it look like to work with you? And I say, well, I work with clients for a minimum of six months. Um, and I have all my, I explain my reasons for that. And then I say, but some clients really love coaching and they choose to work with me longer about, I have about a 50, 50 split. So I plant that seed very early on that like, that's available to you. And yeah. like, whether we're like still working on the same goals or working on new ones that you don't have to have the pressure to get it all done in six months. Like we have as long as we want that they can get results fast, but they've got some time. I have one, Olivia. Go ahead, Beth. Um, 
some of my clients say that they need to, they need, they, they don't want to make emotional decisions. Um, and they want to like slow down and check with their intuition and really check in with their body. So they're not making a hype decision. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of like asking God. It would be like another iteration of yeah, asking. Yeah, or I need to um, think about it. Like I need more yeah. time because it's prudent, right? It's the, right. yep. Um, all right, we've got selfish and irresponsible. A big one that I hear too, which like you don't always get, but they're like afraid it won't work. I've got one, Olivia. Go ahead. They're not ready to give up drinking. They thought they were, but they're not now. Yeah. I'll wait till after the holiday. I have that one. <laughs> no, that's so good. And that's true for a lot of things, not just alcohol, right? And I think actually that's a beautiful example, Robin, of the point of the conversation is to get them to a decision that they know and like the reasons for not moving forward, right? And like, as someone who's struggled myself with drinking, I get that that answer and like not being ready and would it help to have someone ask me some questions about is it true whether I'm not or not I'm ready and like what's the problem with being ready really it's just feeling deprived during the holidays and why is now better but like I might actually get to a decision where I'm like no I'd like to start with you like after the first of the year and I might love my reasons for that and like we come up with a whole game plan. So this is another situation where like you can introduce conflict, but you don't have to introduce conflict. The point is to get the client to a decision that they know and like the reasons that they're making. Okay. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Yeah. That's a really good one. I see that too with people who like aren't ready to set boundaries or don't want to stop being people pleasers. Sarah, I'm sure you probably see some of that too. Anyone else? I just had one on renewal, Olivia, like, you know, um, when they don't get the results that they expected, like, you know, they expected some unrealistic results in their minds um, in the first term. And when you talk about renewal, like, they're like, oh, these results are great, but like, they're not, you know, as great as they were hoping for. Okay. So how would you summarize that as like the objection, like unmet expectations? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unmet expectations. Yeah. Okay. I have one more, Olivia. I okay. don't know if some, I don't think somebody else got it, but um, it's happened a couple of times where they'll say, okay, can I have some time to think about it? Because I have calls with their coaches. Mm, such a good one. No one said that. Calls. Olivia, I have one. This is Angela. Go for it. It is, they are worried what other people will think if they have a coach. Yes. Oh, was that in there? Here? Okay. Uh, I had it under the husband objection, but like anyone. So who do your people care about? Their peers and their, bo their boss. Got it. Yep. Okay. So that is objection. How about I want to try it on my own or take a break from it? Yeah. I hear try it on my own a lot. And take a break from coaching. Okay. So I'm going to put that with the integrate take break and I'm going to make a list and drop it in the 200 K group. So you guys have this. I was yeah. going to say, I just want to say that this is very timely considering the re-enrollment next week. Just going to say that. I don't think that's why they slated me for 
for no today. i mean like even if they did yeah. it's real good it's yeah. real helpful all right so i've got one it's emory t i don't know if you want to go for it yeah. Um, mine was um because I've got a group coaching program and I've got set call times, it's like I can't make the call. So it's not mm -hmm. even like I yeah. don't have time, but I can't make the calls that you've uh the call timings that you've set. Um so yeah. Yeah. I, I as with my group, I'm starting to get more and more of that. Or like I can't make your live event, or what if I something comes up and I can't make your live event? I'm learning to work through all of those, right? Um, I have one more too. Can I add one more? Go ahead. Um, I do one-on-one -on -one and the person that was coming up on a renewal, they're like, I just joined this group. So I don't think I can do both. So maybe I'll get back to you after that group is over. And I have, instead of like do both group coaching, it's like, I already have a therapist or I already have another practitioner I'm working with. I can't do both. Okay. I think for my group too, it's like, I think I need one-on-one -on -one would be an objection or I want one-on-one. -on -one. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And I, that, want, I, oh. I want to be able to pay cash. That was the last one I got. Got it. I think the, I already have thing is even if it's not another coach or another something, it's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm in school right now, or I'm you know, busy because my kids are playing soccer right now. Like they have, a, it's a time constraint, but it's like, they think it's because right now this time is going on, <laughs> but yeah. it's like, they don't realize like, you know, they say, oh, I'll start in a couple months, but just something else is going to come up. There's always going to be something else. Yep. So like exactly. not the right time. They need to wait a couple months. They want to pick cash. They need to make the money first. Like I get with people end of year for transactional attorneys is like a really busy time. Okay, so the point of doing all of this, like we're gonna have a complete list after this call of basically every objection. If there are ones we didn't get to, cause I wanna make sure that like I get to the, the substance of this, but go through the list and figure out which ones are common for you and prioritize those. But you can go through all of these and work through what would you need to say or ask someone, okay? I always use myself as an example. So I did this process and you've probably heard me talk about a selfie consult before where you do a consult on yourself. And that was the most transformative part of like my sales education journey that I possibly could have done. And it was because I was being way too polite and people pleasy on consults. And I wouldn't say any of the things that you actually needed to say to seek the truth. So like, that's going to be part of this process in order to get to that end goal of getting people to know and like their reasons for the decision that they're making, you've got to seek the truth, which means you can't believe their story. All right. So like all of this is story. Can I add one thing too, Olivia? You may say this, this is Siobhan. I think it is story and it's okay. Right. That has been really helpful yes. for me of like, of course you think these things, of course, yes. this is what your brain is offering you. Like, it's not a problem. Cause I think that helps you 
stay in a really clean space because sometimes we can hear these things and be like this is ridiculous like yeah. how could you think that but if the more people, we're able they will to not just, hire you yeah right exactly the more you can ground yourself into so much love and compassion and just like understanding of like of course of course yes yeah. I totally Let's agree explore. with that. I use, of course, constantly on my consults. And I also, as I transition them into moving from their story to the actual reason, which is the feelings they don't want to feel. And then their lack of belief, like those two are, those are the only reasons people don't move forward. And to transition that I always use, of course, or I hear this all the time. I just create so much like acceptance and normalcy for them of like, of course, yeah, I, of course you think it's expensive. I hear that all the time. It's a significant investment, but here's what I find to be true. And I move into that segment where I'm going to talk about lack of belief. And we'll talk about that in a second, but I agree with that. You want to normalize if you can, and you don't want to introduce conflict. Like, well, is it actually a lot of money? They're like, yes, fuck you. It's a lot of money. Like to me, <laughs> right? And here we are, we're like, well, it's not $25,000. So, you know, a lot is relative, but of course it's a lot to them. You might be the first person that they've ever hired. They might never have invested in a professional in this way before. Like they might've never spent money like this outside of a car, a house or their education. So of course, or of course they're worried that their husband's going to have an opinion. If he says like passive aggressive mean things like, okay, fair. So you just want to notice like where you might be introducing conflict. And like Siobhan said, can you realize it's story, not believe it at all yourself, but not introduce conflict because it's a story. Okay. So for each one of these objections, I want you to start thinking about what does someone need to ask you or what would someone need to ask you for you to get to the truth where you lack belief and what emotions you're not willing to feel. Okay. So the example that I did with this, when I first did my selfie consult is my, I picked, I think 25 K I was pretty broke at the time. So I definitely didn't. My story was that I didn't have the money and I was like, okay, well, like, is that true? What would someone need to say to me or ask me? And these are the questions that I wrote down. How much money do you have in your bank account right now? How much money do you make? What's your credit score? How much available credit do you have? Can you get a new credit card? Can you get a loan? Can you sell something? Can you refinance your house? Can you borrow it from a friend or family member? Can you get a different job? Can you get a second job? Like these are really invasive questions. I don't ask these on my consults, but I didn't have any of that information whenever I was having a consult conversation about money. And what it taught me is that I never have enough information to believe their story ever. And if I'm not willing to ask like, what's your Amex balance? Let's talk about that, which like vomit for sure. But like, okay, I, I said something about a credit card on a consult recently and someone was like, hmm, I didn't even, it didn't even dawn on me that I could do that. They were waiting for an insurance payout for like house damage from a flood. And that's kind of like the bonus or the tax refund. It's like, great, put it on credit. And then when that beautiful tax refund comes in, like pay it off, right? 
But those are the uncomfortable things that most people aren't willing to say. So I want you for each objection to think through what would someone need to say to you and what would someone need to ask you in order for you to actually figure out why you're hesitating, okay? So for me, it was all of that. And what I realized is like, the I didn't have it story wasn't super true. There were two ways I could get it. I could ask my parents for it and I would sooner die or I could sell my house because my credit was so bad at the time after going through like a year of poverty, I probably wouldn't have been able to refinance because of where my credit score was, but I do have a lot of equity in my house. So I could have sold my house. I was not willing to do that. So I loved my reasons for being a no to 200K at the time as I was going through my selfie consult, right? And that's the goal is to get people to be like, okay, here's the truth of the money objection. And like, you're not willing to feel this feeling or this feeling or do these things. And that's okay. It's fine that you wait. But a lot of people aren't in that position and they've got it on a credit card or they've got it in their bank account right now. And it just feels kind of gross. So you want to start figuring out all of the things that you need to say to someone or ask them. But in not believing their story, you need to understand where their objection goes in the model. And most of you think all of the objections that we just listed are their thoughts. And they are not. Yep, go ahead. It's Megan. Um, I just wanted to add another thing that I do to like hear their thoughts. Um, at the end, like when I talk about like making a decision, I say, I want you to make a powerful decision. And I ask them, what are your reasons why? And what are your reasons why not for what, whether you want to do this, even if you are a yes. And that has been really helpful for them to see their thoughts the way I'm seeing their thoughts. Got it. Yeah. I like that. Um, so say insert objection. And the C is commit to coaching. Okay. So if you think it's here, if you think it's their thought, not their action, what you don't get access to is the emotions they're unwilling to feel and the thoughts that are causing them. Okay. And the thought is always their lack of belief or like a thought error or judgment. And then there's a negative emotion. So Denise, the first one that you said was that they need time to integrate. Yeah. What feeling do you think might drive that? I got a sense of like, um, like they were behind. So maybe a feeling of like overwhelm or yeah. Okay. So like overwhelmed. And then what are all the questions that you would need to ask in order to get more information about like, what does that mean? Integrate. 
yeah, I asked them like, well, what do you mean yeah. by integrate? What do you still want to integrate? Um, I asked them questions around, um, like, why do, like, what were the things that they've already integrated? What's their process around integration? Like, what do they think they're going to be doing over the next six months to integrate? Um, and I had like a 50, 50. So two people still said no. And two people really like realized that that was a thought error, um, that the best place to continue to integrate would be inside the mastermind. Yeah. Um, but I just got really curious around what they meant by integration and like what that process would look like and what it would look like to continue, you know, to integrate on their own or to integrate inside the mastermind. But I think for a lot of them, it was like, oh, I can just go back and like go over like some of the old coaching. I need to like go back over that. Yeah. And it was about being kind of rooted in the past. So I drew them to the future of instead of being, you know, let's go back to the past and look at all the things that you think you missed. What if you didn't miss anything and you've already integrated everything? Yeah, totally. And where do you actually want to be six months from now? And kind of brought them there. Okay. Another thing to think about is what are the negative emotions that they, or like, what were their thoughts about reinvesting, like spending the money? I'm trying to think because there was four of them. So two of them actually said like it wasn't about the money. <laughs> um, what were their thoughts about reinvesting? Yeah, I think it was more like, oh, if I reinvest, like I'm not even caught up to where I'm at. Like, not that it would be a waste of money, but like I already got so much information that I don't need, I don't want more information. If I'm paying for more information, it was something up along those lines. Yeah. So like just fleshing that out, there's so many different directions that you can go with that. Like something that jumps out to me is that like, it's a little perfectionistic and I see that with my clients mm. and like there can be, so the negative emotion might be overwhelmed or imperfect, mm -hmm. right? That there's like a wrong way to do it and they didn't do it the perfect way. Mm, so you just yeah. want to be figuring out like, okay, well, if you did move forward, how would that, like what emotions come up for you? How would you be feeling about moving forward? And I think you're absolutely right. There's no wrong way to do it. What if you integrated perfectly? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can, now that you're saying that it's like that perfectionism with one of them, she did say like, there's all like, I didn't even like do the challenge that you gave us. Like, I still like want to do that. Um, so You're I like, can do it next we, time. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, the best, yeah, and the best place to do it is in the mastermind. So when you're in the challenge and you have questions and you need coaching, you actually have the support of your coach and your community. Um, yeah. So I can see how perfectionism now looking back on that particular console, how it did come up for her. Totally. And like, I'm sure that gets in there. Like how we do one thing is how we do everything. Right. So like mm -hmm. just learning the skill set of being able to integrate imperfectly or incompletely and keep moving forward, like how that pays off dividends everywhere else in her business to be able to do like A minus B plus work. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you're looking for this and you need to okay. figure out what questions do you need to ask to find that out? Okay. Okay. 
And it's like, well, why would you feel overwhelmed or why would you feel behind? And then it would give you the thought error. Okay. Okay. I love it. Love it. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Who else wants to talk about one? I have a question. So kind of like when you said you liked your reasons, um, when you were doing, doing your selfie console about 200K. So I yeah. think where I would love some clarity is like with that model that you just did is like you said, there are only two objections. Yes. I don't want to feel a feeling or lack of belief. And so was it when you got clear with yourself on that decision, maybe you found the emotion that was having you say it and you just got clear with like, no, that is the emotion, like there's nothing wrong with this emotion or was it that was an icky emotion and you got clear with that and you're like, actually, I like those reasons. And now I'm saying the reasons from a different emotion. Say that one more time. So you said the, it's, they don't want to feel a feeling or yep, lack of or belief. Lack of belief. Yep. So you said, what do you need to ask to find out the emotion? So like, I'm thinking of people who like the reasons, like I just had someone who, um, she's like, the thought of anything new is totally overwhelming and I don't want to add anything stressful during the holidays. And I could see how, as we talked through it and I got, I totally was like, what does that mean? Like what's now I know there's a, an objection. There could be an objection of like, this is stressful, but there was the, it's the objection, but then going to like, I like my reasons is the difference. Like it's the same thing. I don't want to add anything to my calendar for example, like, or anything during this holiday going from, it's an objection because you don't want to feel a feeling or it's a reason that you like. And the way we know that is because you, there isn't a feeling you're not wanting to feel or the way you're saying it now is different at the end of the console. Yeah. So I think like the difference between doing a selfie consult and actually being on the consult with someone is like they booked a sales call. Mm -hmm. So like I didn't apply to 200K and then decide afterward that like I didn't have the money and I didn't want the reasons. So like, or, and I didn't want to make the investment. I didn't want to do the things in order to get access to that money. So the difference there is that your people booked a sales call. Mm -hmm. So I tend to believe that everything that you're getting is an excuse. Okay. Like almost always. And you like if they like the reasons that's fine you get to see it as an excuse and not be in judgment of it that's also okay but if someone booked a sales call to find out and like they might decide oh i thought Paige might be booked for the next six months and they mm -hmm. truly do want to start in march if they want to start in march they can pay you right now mm -hmm. and like that's another question that most people aren't willing to ask right you're like, amazing, N right? Now's not the great time or now's not the right time. You want to start in March? Okay. Like I've got March 3rd. That's Wednesdays at two. Does that work for you? And they're like, well, wait a second. And it's like, yeah, cause there's another objection there and they gave you an excuse that sounded really good. So we just okay. want you not believing the excuse. Okay. And so you're saying find through what they're telling you, get more clear on what's actually going on. But what we're really getting clear on is what emotion are you not willing to feel 
if you were to say yes now yeah or where are you not believing in the triad yeah so say now's not a good time because of the holidays so what feeling might be driving that overwhelm i mean she said she was like the thought of anything new is totally overwhelming okay what lack of belief is driving the overwhelm mm, i think my guess is because i i struggled with working through what the objection was um my guess is that she didn't believe in herself to do the work and create the results now which is where the time thing came in yeah i won't be able to do it all right mm -hmm. and it's so like, what would you need to what would someone need to say to get them through that like to help them work through that yeah i th i think this is where i struggle because now that i think about it this is last week but i feel like so much has happened since then i think we did work on it because or talk about it because then i talked about it on my stories later is that actually this is like the easiest part is like the next seven weeks or something taking out the holidays and but i may have been i don't think i was convincing you but i don't think i was holding space for her i was like this is the best time to have someone help guide you through the holidays because you know i do weight loss and emotional eating yeah. and really what we're doing is like future you cleaning up your goal like barely getting into planning during this time and then you were going to kick off at the new year it's going to be perfect and so i don't think i was convinced you but i can see like as i'm seeing that thought there is maybe i wasn't holding space for that belief and really working through that belief and yeah. how i was showing up on the console totally and it's like asking questions of like what do you think is required I just had this conversation with someone in my group who said to me, I was like, oh, you just do a thought download. And she was like, I don't have time to do that. I was like, it's a thought download. What do you mean you don't have time to do a thought download? I'm like, how long do you think one takes? She's like, I don't know, like an hour. I was like, oh, oh boy, no, no. And I just realized like they had this misconception about it that I could clean up really quickly mm -hmm. but like right her lack of belief so it's like overwhelm and there's like a little self-doubt there yeah does so she I like self-doubt being the reason she doesn't move forward and live in the body of her dreams mm -hmm. so i could have just got i just i think this is actually i'm glad we're talking about this because i may not think i have the space to be even more curious the way you teach yeah like get even more clear and more like you just said like what do you mean all what do you mean you won't be able to and I can see how even if I want to ask that I'm like no we gotta like like let's get to 
where <laughs> I think we should get at the end of the console, but yeah, but okay. we got to slow down first, yeah. right? Because it's like, it's great to say, oh, you think rather than assuming like she still doesn't know what is required of her. So if you figure mm -hmm. out what she thinks and you're like, oh, we are just going to clear up a confusion of like, it's really only four hours during the month of December. And then that'll help us lay the foundation. But if she's coming with a chaotic brain, you've got to figure out why is it chaotic? What's going on there? Okay. 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 I'm going to mess with your name. Is it a cell? Oh, wait, I have something to add, Olivia. Yes, it is. Go ahead, um, bro. Um, Paige, one thing that came to mind for me is the objection is now is not a good time because of the holidays, but the holidays haven't moved. The holidays were always at this time when they booked the consult for this yeah. time. And so, like, I think it was uh, something that Siobhan said on, like, one of the 2K calls a long time ago. It was just like, why are you on the call, right? Like, not from a judgy place, but, like, you booked the consult for this day. The con or the holidays have been at this time, so why are you here and exploring that? Because that objection doesn't make sense. Correct. I agree. And same thing with, like, if they know they're getting ready to redo their kitchen, like, they still booked the call. If they know they got to pay for like travel soccer with their kids, they still booked the call. Like it just sounds good. And if you don't believe that and you can just like hold space for the objection to be there, and then I always take them to, I hear that all the time that like, that we've got to fix the, we got to replace the fridge or we've got the vacation coming up or whatever it is. I hear blank the objection all the time. But what I actually find is that it's this and that either you ha technically have the time or you technically have the money with money. This is my favorite way to approach it, but you either absolutely don't have it. People don't book sales calls when they absolutely don't have the money. So I will just blatantly say on a consult, that's very rare for the people I talk to, like almost never happens. Or you're in the much more common category of you have it right now, or you've got access to it via your Amex or like I've taken out unsecured loans from Upstart. Like I might offer a couple different ways that people can get access to it, sell things, whatever, 401k. But you either absolutely don't have it, that's very rare, or you have it right now or have access to it, but you're hesitant to spend it. And here's why. You either don't think I can help you. You lack belief in me because you've never worked with me before. Fair. To Siobhan's point, like, of course. You lack belief in coaching because you haven't done it before. So you're nervous there. Fair. You lack belief in yourself because you try stuff all the time and you don't stick with it or follow through and it hasn't worked and you haven't been able to get it to work. Fair. Or you have total... because. I used to just say those three things and people were like, nope, I have full belief in you coaching and myself. I was like, oh, well then what is it? And I started to find this fourth category of like, they feel selfish and irresponsible. That like they could put the money to a family vacation or it feels like just something that like good parents or people like that don't do. It feels selfish and irresponsible. That's normally a parent thing more than some of my single people, but, and then from there, they will just tell you, if you ask them, like, what of those four things resonates with you? They're like, oh, I lack belief in myself. Or they're like, I've tried therapy and I, I think coaching is going to kind of be like that. I don't think it's going to work. So they'll just 
let you move forward by giving you a little bit more information. And then you get to ask like what emotions come up there, fear, nervous, uncertain, worried, that stuff, self-doubt. And those are the reasons they're not moving forward. So that's what I mean, Paige, by like the overwhelm and the stress is a story. And it's like, okay, well, I hear that all the time. And actually what I find is that like people kind of just kick the can down the road. Like they absolutely could start. They have an hour each week where we could start meeting together. But the thought of starting right now feels overwhelming to them and they delay. And it's because they normally lack belief in themselves or... It feels irresponsible to start right now. What of either of those two options resonates with you? And then they'll tell you. And you're like, great. Does that feeling, like the emotional part of that, do you like that as your reason for not moving forward and getting your results? Asal. Yes. Um, thank you so much. I, I had the exact uh, thing. I think when I got was that consult to the belief in me and I think what the feeling was coming up for her was a disappointment of trying out and then not getting it because she was I mean she was totally lacking belief in herself but also in me getting her there right so then I'm thinking that okay when I say to her um do you like that reason for not moving forward meaning uh being disappointed in advance I I could say that but then I think my brain is like oh it, that will push her I don't know yeah break the call or I don't know, leave the call Correct. <laughs> this is I think where um, I'm I'm at currently for sure what's so interesting is like this is what I mean by being in integrity and leading by example is it like you're afraid to say the thing because you're afraid it might push them away and they're afraid to invest in working with you yeah so like you got to be willing to feel afraid first and say like i always bring people back when they have the it doesn't it won't work or i'm afraid it won't work situation i always just say there's three reasons it wouldn't work i can't get you results coaching doesn't work or you're not going to do this that's it those are the only three reasons and anytime mm -hmm. someone wants to like wiggle around and get out of that, bring them right back. It's just those three reasons. So you articulate which one it is. And I will talk to you till you're blue in the face about <laughs> how whichever doubt you have, like is not a thing. And figuring out what you would need to say to help someone through each of those lack of belief excuses. But what is true for them is that they're never going to know that you can help them, that coaching works, or that they can get themselves their results until they do it. So yeah. moving forward, in parentheses, unfortunately, is going to feel uncomfortable. They're going to be like 80% super excited and hopeful and 20% a little afraid and nervous and uncertain that it's not going to work. And I think there's a ton of value in being really honest with people because they can guarantee the same thing by doing nothing. Like the only way something changes is if they're willing to move forward, feeling really excited and hopeful, but just a little bit scared or just a little bit selfish or just a little bit irresponsible. 
Yeah, and I think uh, absolutely. And I'm also recognizing, realizing now as you talk is that I think I also have this tendency of then thinking like this thought pops up that says, oh, maybe she's not really an ideal client for me or the best client if she's having all of this objections already. Like I think as if my brain expects minimal objections and then if there's, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think I need to clean up that as well to say there is no, like, uh, I'm here to be believing in my client, no matter what, the, what they decide. Yeah. yeah. And this goes to what Siobhan said earlier. Of course they're scared. Mm. They don't know you. Of course they're scared. They haven't done coaching before. Of course yeah. they're scared. They quit on themselves all the time. So like, yeah. it doesn't have to be a problem, but if you can get yourself there instead of the judgment, the questions that you ask will come from a place of love. This is not going to feel like conflict. It's going to feel like you're in such service to them of like, yeah, like I tell stories all the time of like the first time I invested in someone, I was convinced it wouldn't work, but I was just willing to like blow the money and see what happened. And then my life changed. But like, I had to be willing to feel really uncertain and move forward in front, in front of it. And it was the best thing that I could have ever done for myself, but you have to feel the feeling. Yes. I, I, I got my work to do. Thank you so much. Olivia. You're welcome. Katie. Yeah. So this Hold is on one second. I just want people to know I have an extra 15 minutes to stay on. If people need to drop, obviously the recording will be available, but I just wanted to let people know that I have an extra 15 minutes and I'm happy to stay. Go ahead, Katie. Okay. Thanks. This is super, super helpful. And I did listen to your podcast and I have been doing these things on the consult. And what I get is like, nope, it's none of those. It's just the money. And then we do it all over again. And they're like, which one is it? And they're like, nope, it's the money. That's it. And so if the objection isn't really about the money, but they're telling me the objection is about the money, I don't, that's where I get lost and confused. Yeah. Why'd they book a sales call? Um... That's a good question. Ask it. Mm. Sometimes, isn't it the amount of money? Like yeah. I, I have people who are fully prepared to spend, but then they're like, oh, wow, I didn't know it was going to be that much. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious about that. So that's different, right? So they plan to spend some money, so they have money, right? They have some money at least. And then there's a delta of what else they would need to pay you. And if they have this money, my guess is they have access to this money, right? But they have feelings around accessing that money. So like irresponsible, foolish, stuff like that. Like putting something on a credit card rather than like, oh, I had three grand to pay you cash today. And like, you don't have to ask them to use their credit card, but you're like, you know what? I hear that from people all the time. They kind of thought it was going to be $5,000 and turns out it's $8,000. And like, they just didn't budget for that. And you know, what we end up finding out is they technically do have access to it through like credit card or like they're able to, they're able to find it if they got really resourceful, but being resourceful and spending more than they planned to feels really insert emotion. Does any of that resonate with you? Like, and tell me, like, 
do you fall in the, I absolutely, this is my last penny. Cause like, if it's literally their last penny, you probably don't want it. You're like, go feed yourself, please. But it's not their last penny. And if they have $5,000, they definitely have eight. It's my favorite Brooke Castillo line ever. That if they have, if they'll pay five, they'll pay eight. And if they'll pay eight, they'll pay 10. And if they'll pay 10, they'll pay 15. And it's just true. But you want to get them to what's the emotion, Sarah, of that, spending that extra amount. And normally it goes into, I don't know if it's worth it, which is a lack of belief issue. Yeah, it's definitely the belief. And then a lot, I'm middle-aged, middle-aged, I hate saying that. But like, You're like the hottest person on my Instagram feed feeds. So just stop. I'm like making 50 look different. Um, but yeah, so, are. but so many, so many women are like, I'm embarrassed that I care about how I look. I'm embarrassed that I'm spending money on myself. I'm embarrassed that just good enough isn't good enough. And I feel selfish. So therefore spending five versus 10 makes them feel even more guilty. I think for sure. And like, you can try and coach them on the call to like, it's not selfish. They're going to leave the call still feeling selfish. So the solution to getting them to work with you or for them to get themselves to work with you is to gag and go through feeling selfish and buy themselves a life they love. Like, yeah, everything that they want is on the other side of feeling a little bit selfish or feeling a little uncertain or a little worried, right? And for them to not live in a body that they're obsessed with and be healthy for the next 40 years of their life. I love your content. It really resonates with me. Um, like for them to not get that, it's like, it's just feeling a little selfish. Like, oh, selfish goes away real fast when you have results. You just have to like get over the initial hump. Yeah. One of my lines is like, take the word selfish and replace it with, I feel really guilty not loving my life for the next 40 years. It's like when yeah. you can, it's easy to feel guilty when you're selfish. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, so that's really great. I love that you said that, that it's the, it's what's in between the 5k and the 8k. And the emotional aspect of that, right? right? It's like, why is that uncomfortable? And it goes to lack of belief or that selfish, irresponsible aspect, but you need to show them that. Where do they lack belief? Where do they think it's selfish and irresponsible? Because that's the real reason for not moving forward. It's not that it's too expensive or that they don't have it or it's not in their budget. All of that's bullshit. So good. And you don't have to be combative. Like I'm speaking very directly right now. Like you get to do it from a ton of love, but like just as long as none of you believe that it's not in their budget. That's a valid reason to like not pay for coaching. It's just not. Katie, what does that feel also, Olivia, Go ahead, Siobhan. Sorry, I don't know where you went on my screen, but to that last question, the, these are like two lessons from 2K that are so helpful, right? The emotion that they're unwilling to feel, how can feeling that emotion, right? And saying yes to this opportunity fuel them, right? So especially with weight loss, you need to feel guilty, right? Like you need to tolerate feeling guilty when you're at a meal and everyone else is telling you to eat the food, right? So it's looking at how is that emotion, not one, not a problem, but two, how can you use 
it to fuel you in being successful. Like the reason you think you shouldn't do it is often the exact reason you should do it, right? That's from 2K. And then also for Katie, your question about like when they say they literally don't have the money, I get this objection. I used to get this objection a lot. And one of the questions that was super helpful to ask there was like, if you knew you were 100% guaranteed this result, would you find the money or would you pay this amount? And 100% of the time it's yes, which then shows you that it's not that it actually is too expensive. We live in a country, no matter, you know, I know people are in all over the world, but most of my clients are in the US and I'm like, you have access to any amount of money you need access to at any point. And so is it really about the money or is it, you know, if you knew you were guaranteed the results, would you still do this? Yeah. People, That's been helpful for me. yeah. People use the magic lamp or like if you could buy it off the shelf example, and then people say, yes, they would buy it. And then they don't know where to go from that, from there. Right. And what they're telling you is that there's a gap between thinking that the result is guaranteed. And the only reason there's, a, they don't think the result is guaranteed is because they lack belief in you in coaching or themselves. And you have to funnel them through like, which of those three things is it? and talk about it so if they if this is super helpful and if they say there's a lack they say because i do that if you were guaranteed the results and they always say yes and then we go back to the lack of belief and then they say it's none of these <laughs> like how do you get them to see which one it is for them if they're saying it's none of them yeah, I mean, eventually you're going to get to a point like on a consult that uh, this still happens to me that like, you're not going to have a 100% track record of getting to their lack of belief. I've had people say the same stuff to me, yeah. but I think you can do so much leading up to that before, like, you really want to know why you're leading someone through the magic lamp question or the buying it off the shelf question. Like uh, that's never a question that I ask just like I personally feel gimmicky doing it so it doesn't feel in integrity for me the way I want to run my consults but if someone's like yeah it's just a lot of money or it's just I don't have the money I just run them through like okay well, like I would ask it they kept going back to it like how much do you have mm -hmm. yeah they booked a sales call right so it's the gap it's it's the gap it's the like, gap okay yeah and they can't get so that sounds like it's the same thing as Sarah's issue, right? Yeah. Is like for sure. So they might believe you. They they might have belief in you. They might have belief in coaching and they might have belief in themselves. It just feels gross to spend more than they planned in their mind. And like you gotta feel nauseous and spend the money. Or don't spend the money. And like that's also fine. They might not be tolerant of feeling that feeling, but then they don't get the results. So it's like, which do you prefer? Feel gross and get your results or feel really responsible and get your life, the status quo. And if they love their reasons for the second one, they get to make that decision and that's beautiful for them. Like, I'm never going to sit here and say that someone else's risk tolerance is wrong. I always think people are in the best place to know what's right for them. But like, it's going to be like to Paige's point, 
or what we were talking about earlier, it's going to be them knowing that it's their self-doubt to think that they can't handle it during the holidays, not that the holidays are a bad time. And if you want to not move forward because of your self-doubt and you love that reason, I haven't found anyone who's going to love self-doubt being the reason that they don't get the life that they want. But like, that's a distinction between this excuse versus the real reason and the real reasons what's really powerful. Where do you take them when they're, when they recognize that their self-doubt is what's holding them back? Like they don't believe they're able to get results. They recognize that they see it, but they still don't believe that they can get the results. And so they can't be a yes, or they think they can't be a yes. I really, this is where I want you guys to tap into what someone would need to say to you to get you through your self-doubt. Cause like, I can give you what I would say to someone but it's going to be so much more authentic if you were like, where do I doubt myself? Where do I lack belief? And what would someone need to say to me in order to create safety or certainty or security? Like a big thing that I tell people, I'm like, oh, it's just, you have, you're forced to see me every week. So like, And we're going to spend an hour together and we're going to accomplish a lot during that time. So like you think that there's all this extra efforting and like accountability is just built into the fact that you're stuck with me for six months. So, and that's why I work with people for six months so they can like do it badly and fail and stumble. And then we, and learn from it. We evaluate. So like, that's a big part of my coaching process is I teach evaluations and we leverage them to make progress. And like just doing that with me and me guiding that is going to, keep them moving forward. Like I've thought of all of that. I know how to, I've built what I do to solve for that. Alyssa. Yeah. So mine, I've had this happen twice recently where it's entrepreneurs or people who are like having signing clients in order to make their money. And they say, I just have a couple clients that I need to sign coming up. And like, after that, then I'd like to start working with you. But then after you're outside of the consult, for me, contacting them after and saying like, hey, is it time? Are you ready now? Now we're not on a consult. Sometimes we've even done a follow-up and they're still at that place. So it's basically they say, well, I need to make more money to then work with you. Okay. So do they have the money to work with you right then? Yeah. And I haven't asked that. So I will. Yeah. What do you think the answer is? they could access it. Yes. Except for one person. Yeah. And then if I ask that, then they go into why not. Exactly. Which would be why. Uh, I'm not sure which of the belief triad it is. Probably lack of belief in themselves that they can make the money. Like they want uh, the certainty of the money ahead of okay. time. Uh-huh. So it's both. It's they're going to feel irresponsible spending the money before they have it. Uh-huh. But they uh-huh. also are not certain. Like Stacy at the live event when she was uh-huh. like, y'all could buy a house in France if you like believe in yourself and not like to buy it on credit. Right. But you got to really believe that like they call it in gambling, like betting on the come that like it's coming. Uh-huh. Right. And if you're not, if you're wobbly on that part, 
it's going to feel really irresponsible and scary to spend the money now. So like, they're not willing to feel self-doubt, irresponsible, afraid, and they're doubting belief in themselves. Mm -hmm. I have another question. So at the beginning of the consult, you'll usually say, I would like, basically let's get to a yes or no at the end of the consult. And that part to me, I think I have, I have thoughts around that. So like that, that's, I don't know. Yeah. I, so I think this is a really good point of where we can use some of what we learn against ourselves. I don't say that. Okay. And it's because I don't feel in integrity saying Mm -hmm. it. And I don't like the energy it introduces at the beginning of the call. Cause if it were me the whole time, I'd be like, Oh my God, she's going to want a decision. And I don't know. Yeah. Ew. It's fine if you do say that. This is just my preference. That's how I feel about it. So that's helpful to hear. Yeah. Now, the difference is, is that my belief is that they absolutely can make a decision on the call. Okay. So I'm never believing someone's story. And I run my whole consult, like just thinking, of course, we're going to decide on the call. Of course, uh-huh. they're capable of deciding on the call. Of course, they're that's available to them. They can do that right now. Uh-huh. And then if they ask me they're like, I want some time to think about this. Like navigate that. Stacy, if you guys are in 2K, has a really good follow-up um, a module on follow-up calls. I think it's brilliant. Go rewatch that. The August 10th, 2020, 2020 call. The first person who gets coached has a husband objection that I think follows really well with like the follow-up conversation. So those are two really good resources that are in 2K if you're in there. But ultimately, like if, if it gets to, I need time to think about it, or I want to do that. I like to give them like some homework of like, what are you thinking about? Mm -hmm. What are all the reasons that you would do it? What are all the reasons that you wouldn't do it? Like figure that out. Cause normally it's a kicking the can down the road thing, but if they don't get to a decision, you don't have to make that a problem, but how do you make that follow-up call the most impactful? And how do you make the most out of like what they're thinking about during the their time that they're mm-hmm. thinking. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do ask that. So that's yeah. Great. Amazing. So good. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Rebecca. So I understand why we're uncovering the like belief triad and like coaching through that. When we're uncovering the the emotion that they don't want to feel, is that more for the explanation of it? Like this is your it's the gag and go kind of conversation and then maybe it's a question of like are you are you willing do you want to do that Mm -hmm. do you want to feel that to get to the other side correct so it's like awareness of it yeah because like think if you were scared and like to jump off a cliff and someone was like it's gonna be fine it's gonna be amazing you're gonna love it it's gonna be so good it's gonna be the best and you're like but i'm really terrified Like, it's really an awkward conversation, like, to be scared legitimately and for someone to be like, rainbow stasis and sunshine, it's going to be amazing, 100% fabulous. Like, it just doesn't, it's not an energy match. So if you can get to, like, the negative emotions that are coming up for them, it's a much more realistic conversation about what's holding them back and what the actual human process is going to be like. Like, I know there are people in this room that spent $25,000 to be here that were like, this is going to be a little uncomfortable. And you moved forward 
anyways, that's okay. But like it, pretending like that's not happening, I don't think serves anyone. Okay, that's it. I'm just kind of processing that. Yeah, Mars. So the uh, an objection that I've had come up in different ways has been um, it's a lot of money to take away from the family, from the fund, from things that we might do as a family. And um, I don't know, maybe I just go in, maybe I jump a little into the pool with that myself. Well, I try not to, though. Um, and that's an objection that I haven't found a, a good way to question. Yeah. So really sitting down, this is what I mean by like, pick the ones that come up for you that are hard for you and figure mm. out what someone would need to say to you to work through it. I dealt with this same objection recently. And the thing that was compelling to me was that like, it is true that you're taking money out of like a vacation fund or other family stuff. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that that's bullshit, mm. but like maybe this year is the year you invest in yourself. So you show up better on a daily basis than like going to Disney world, but you kind of like bitch at your kids because you're miserable and like, there's just a different value. And if you can have a really honest conversation of like, for sure, you might not take a vacation this year, but that might be the best gift you give your family because they don't deal with resentful you anymore. Mm. Thank you. Lots of the other well, coaching sort of answered a lot around it, but okay. that's got me thinking of something else yeah. as well. Thank you. Okay. Jess. Hey, this, uh, I don't know if this isn't relevant, but I'm trying to find my objections because I've shifted into launching through emails. So because yeah. I'm not doing consults, I'm struggling. It feels very vague right now. And I, I feel like I really mastered objecting and doing it all on the consult. And now I feel like it's this whole new world of trying to find the objections to overcome through email. So I'm going to give you a suggestion. It's very yes. A-line-y. Yes. Okay. I love it. Give it. Uh, I've been doing this too. And I do these Q and A's, the anonymous Q and A's on the weekends. And I saw it and I tried it one time. I didn't get as many responses as I wanted, but yes, I love that. Yeah. So uh, I started doing that and I was starting to get questions about my mastermind that I would have never thought to get. So if you crowdsource, you might get some objections. Like people were like, I don't want to fly to South Carolina. And I was like, mm. I've never talked about that. Or like childcare, because I don't have kids. I never think about that of like the childcare dynamic of a live event. So that's something that like, I would need to talk that I could need to talk about, but thinking about like what that kind of stuff, you can crowdsource some of it. And even I think that'd be a great thing to drop in the 200 K group to see what mm -hmm. objections do other people get. And then you can see if like, maybe you haven't thought of some of those and start to figure out how you would respond. Okay. That's really helpful. I've just been, I think what it is, is I'm, I have the most uncertainty going into this launch than I've felt in my body in any launch. And it's my third one. And I think it's because I haven't had any consults in like a month. Yeah. And that feels very like, I just don't know. Like there could be for sure 15 people who are ready to buy or there could not be. And that doesn't feel um, like I'm being a diligent CEO right now. So I want to 
kind of like have a better idea. You can also speak to the objections in your social media, not sure. just through your email launch. Mm -hmm. Like there are a lot of different ways to constantly be speaking to objections. It doesn't have to be like the objection email. You can send out the objection email that talks about their objections, but you can speak to objections constantly. Okay. Yeah. All right. If you guys have questions about objections, I am more than happy to like go through this in huge detail in the 200K group. So like bring what your objection is and describe how you're struggling with it. And we'll work through this framework so you can get past it. So it stops holding you back on consults. Okay, you guys. Thank you so much. That was amazing. You're welcome, Thank my you. friends. Wow. I'll see you Thanks, soon. Olivia. Bye. Great. Thank you so much.